it's time for the guy who always gets you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. All right, welcome in on this Monday. Monday edition of the show. Live at Divinity Equipment on Highway 51 in Madison. We call it Gluckstadt, call it Madison. You know where it is. I'm glad to be with you on this uh, Reaction Monday. Not entirely sure what we're reacting to other than me reacting to being back home for a change. I'm Matt Beavers here. You can be a part of the show. Hope you will do that today. You can text me on the Country Pleasing text line. I had some for breakfast. First time in a week. (laughs) I had some Country Pleasing. Well, I actually had it yesterday, too. We were back on Saturday. Anywho, text me on the country, please, and text line at number 885-3776. 601 number, 885-3776. Or you could call me on the Divinity phone. Speaking of, the Divinity Equipment phone line is 995-1059. That's a 601 number as well, 995-1059. Get it on in here. Now, I here at Divinity, for those who are looking at the live stream, we got a little Colin Cowherd thing going on here where when he first moved his show out west, he was sitting up on a like a podium, and his guest was way down like beneath him. This is so terrible. <laughs> like the worst ever. I mean, you're already taller than I am. This is just bad. And, well, first thing is I want to make sure that your headphones aren't too loud. Are you okay there? I'm good. We're not blowing you out or anything? I don't think so. I don't want to damage your hearing. I don't want any collateral damage while I'm here today, Jonathan. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move, and I'm going to get a chair that is equal no, to yours. No, 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 no. I, I want refuse. you. No, 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 no. You're like the – no, you sit. That's You I love ref- this chair. I refuse. No, 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 no. This is so good. I refuse to be above you, John. <laughs> no, no, you <laughs> – I'm not worthy. You're the <laughs> – all right. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. The man whatever. said. The man says whatever. Whatever. If you're watching on the live stream, you can uh, comment there today if you want to be a part of the show. I'm just glad to be back. Glad to be here in Madison. Glad to be in Mississippi. New York City. New York City. I can't tell you how many people text me the the either the GIF or the short video of that you know salsa little, commercial yeah, from what years that, ago. What that, pico, pico. What was that? What was that? Pico. Pace. 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 Pecani pace, sauce. That's, that's what it was. Pace. Pecani sauce. That's yeah. It. If you're just tuning in, Jonathan McMillan from uh, Divinity Equipment here on Highway 51 in Madison. Here's a deal. Okay. It is. It is, it is not August yet, but it might as well be, right? Oh, yeah. We're, it's here. It's basically here. Deer season is here. <laughs> Football season is here. It's here. Hallelujah. It's time. <laughs> Here's the thing. Football <laughs> practice beginning basically for everybody That's this right. week in college. Well, well the, the high school, they've been going for a couple of weeks now, I think, at least a week week or so, most everybody. Jonathan. You know, so, yeah, when, it's here. Okay, seriously, you were an athlete. You played football at uh, – Has been. Well, no, you, you, you. I'll be honest with you. You're if we're both has men's, but you're a much better in shape has been than I am. Well, I don't know about okay, that. Okay, you get credit for that. But I'll say this: you played, you know, high school football, played college football at MC. Now, at this point in your life, do you walk outside and go, "How are these kids practicing oh, in this heat?" It's so terrible. I mean, How I've got my, so my kid. I've got a kid that's a junior, so they just started. So he's been coming in and. I told him last week. I was like, "Man, it's you better make sure you drink water. It's coming. It's gonna be terrible." Right? There's no way. I Speaking mean, of water, notice that I'm drinking water with the Jonathan McMillan for House District 58 logo on the water bottle. That, that is a great. That, hey, that's fantastic. The best water on the face of the earth. Well, I'm right fixing there. to have. I'm fixing to make sure. Look at there. Look at that. It's McMillan water. 
I feel like I can jump higher. Oh, right man. Golly. <laughs> That's great. Well, and so football practice, you know, you feel like you get into August and you just feel like, okay, the game's not here yet, but doggone, it's close. And look, this coming weekend, you will, if you want to, you will get to watch real live tackle football. It'll be the NFL Hall of Fame game. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets versus somebody. Is that Saturday or is that it's, Friday? The whole uh, Hall of Fame all weekend. They're doing well, the, the whole thing's this yeah, weekend, and then they have the yeah. game, the Hall yeah. of Fame game. That's right. It's yeah. the first NFL preseason game of the year, and it's always the worst football game on TV no. the whole year. Well, they, mean, hadn't what, practiced. they hadn't practiced, and then and then usually they're still trying to guess get roster spots. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the starters may play what one one series or That's not even it. at all. I mean, like, what's know? Aaron Rodgers going to do? Like, hand no. the ball off once and walk mm-hmm. to the sideline and. So, you know, about my senior year in college, whenever I came out with turf toe, I don't think I did two days the entire time. Turf toe is a real thing. So hey, coach, anybody. Hey, coach, why wasn't Jonathan McMillan your starting corner in the scrimmage today? Uh, he's got <clears throat> turf toe. It's a real, like, I made fun of people. <laughs> Not really made fun of people. But turf toe is, is, is a, rough. It's a serious injury. I mean, I'm serious. Well, that's the kind of thing, too. Like, some people get it and never get toe. rid of it. It's awful. It's kind of like stupidity. Some yeah. people get it and never get it. Hey, there ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> Trust me. No but, doubt about but it. But not only football season, but you said it, deer season. And here's the deal. Here I am sitting here on a Monday at Divinity Equipment on Highway 51 in Madison, and I'm looking at a sheet here that the very top says Divinity Deer Camp Tractor Package. I love we, it. It's the time of year it that we can time. begin to talk about we deer hunting. We can talk about deer hunting. We can talk about dead blame Football, Whatever. fall coming up. Yes, absolutely. Favorite <laughs> yeah. time of year right now. That's it. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Look, so um, because I'm up here above you. I mean, you really are. Uh, look what that's Ro- okay. Roshan on the live stream says, Matt is such a stand-up guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give you my seat. Ginger thought it was <laughs> funny. Uh, Blind Squirrel, we have a listener over um, in another state named okay. Blind Squirrel. All and right. He gave us a howdy. There you go. You can What's tell up? He can Blind tell he's from squirrel. the south, though, because he says howdy. Mm. He's uh, one of them Alabama guys. I don't know. you got to yeah, watch man. Alabama, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, hey, speaking of this area, we're here in Madison, but uh, the Mississippi State men's basketball team went to their overseas trip. They played a game or two in Portugal. And a freshman named Josh Hubbard went slap off a couple of games. Uh, White Denzel texts the show and says, Matt, Josh Hubbard is going to be special. The transfers look really good. 18 three-pointers yesterday said I'll take it all day long. But Josh Hubbard, double digits, I think, in both games. So I watched Josh literally from the time he was in seventh grade uh, and come all the way through. Phenomenal athlete and a phenomenal person, mm. you know, even more than his athletic ability. But there was, I think it was two years ago they played Gulfport. Uh, and how he was a sophomore, I, I guess, sophomore. I think that was his sophomore year. Yeah. I've never seen anybody just take a ball game over. Yeah. And whenever I say took the, I mean, offensively, defensively, yeah. they could, he was on fire. I mean, he was hitting it from four, five feet behind the three point line and lighting it up yeah. the entire time. Took the whole ball. I've never seen anybody do that before. Yeah. He's definitely a special player. He's going to help Mississippi State. So, well, sure. he, you know, he's the kind of player to help any team, but a team that could not, Throw one in the ocean from three-point range last year. That's right. He's an immediate spark for them. Yeah. Or at least like I said, and then just a good kid, good family, family, great family. So can't can't talk any you know any more good about yeah. Josh and all his. But he's going to do yeah. great. He's, yeah. he's going to be great. So well, so let's talk about since since we don't have any other good things to say about Josh, we've already said them all. 
Let's say some good <laughs> things about the Divinity Deer Camp Tractor packages. Yeah, man. All right. So Kubota L2501DT. I think did I walk by one of those out here on the lot today? Yeah, we have. We've got a few out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So and for that right there, that big tractor, the cash price is twenty seven eight right now. So that is that's the whole package. So we actually did our we had our in fact the guys here that put on the Mississippi Outdoor Ag Expo. Oh yeah, Jack, um, yeah. Jack and Guy, they're 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 here today. Yeah, you were a little um, busy this weekend. Yeah, we, we we had a little bit going on, <laughs> but uh, no, we took that package down there. But that's a twenty five hundred one DT. We have a loader, cutter, disc spreader, and trailer. So all of that in that package, all you're twenty seven thousand eight hundred dollars for all that. So, all yeah. that in one package. That's right. So the tractor, the loader. The five foot cutter, the five foot disc, the spreader, the twenty foot trailer, also in one package, you're getting your payments at about three hundred sixty dollars. Uh, around three sixty a month, you know, that's roughly depending on you know what you do on your taxes and all that. Okay, so, yeah. right. You got end of the season mower deals, and here's the thing about it, you know. It's a heck of a deal because it may say end of the season, but we're really not end of the season. We no, no, we're still going to cut grass to November. Right. Yeah, but man- manufacturers typically, well, really here, and that's what I'm saying on the package thing, it's been tough to put packages together. It's been really hard to give any discounts because we hadn't had the inventory. Yeah. So finally, we're able to build up a little inventory. The uh, manufacturers are putting more discounts out there. So we're able to yeah. offer offer some offer some deals and prices because we actually have the stuff on the yard to sell. So, uh up yeah, but two thousand off. Yeah, there's some some mowers out there that that literally you'll have a two thousand dollar discount on some of your higher price mowers. But we see, we carry we carry Kubota Toro Red Max right, and we can do low payments on all those. When you yeah, say absolutely. right, the standing mowers, the standards, yeah, the ones. That, yeah. yeah, you'd be way you'd be way up there. <laughs> <laughs> Would I look like one of those? Like when I get a regular sized bicycle. You know, and I'm pedaling, and my knees are up here. You know, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I've got another buddy that runs them. He's his. Uh, he actually was at Mississippi College when I was there, but he's about okay. your height. Yeah, he's yeah. He's he all on the right. Absolutely yeah. loves them. Yeah, sure. He That's does. great. So we're here at the uh, Divini location on Highway 51 in Madison here at Gluckstadt today. Um, all right, when is the time for? I mean, as far as food plot stuff and getting ready for you know deer season, like what's well, that's why we're empty in here right now. We're we're you know I've been waiting on the, uh, the you know the suppliers to get some prices on commodity prices. Of yeah. course, everybody's been they've been fluctuating so much. So between corn and all your seed prices, I'm I'm, I'm getting some hard prices there. So we'll fill the showroom up with uh, you know seed and corn here in the next few weeks. Next yeah, few weeks, that's right. You, typically, gotcha. people will start planting uh, you know Labor Day end of, you know end of August, first September, but yeah. More people are kind of waiting. You got to really watch the weather and see what's going on there. Uh, you're usually in the, you know, late September, October. You yeah. know, so we'll go from you know, that first September to uh, end of October. Okay. You know, with planning. Gotcha. Yeah. So, How was the expo this weekend? It was really good. Uh, you know, it was one. It was inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we had some air conditioners. So that was what? good. Uh, but no, we had a lot of people uh, talk to a bunch of folks. I mean, we I think Coach and Matt, they're in the, uh, James and Barrett, they they've been working, working some deals this morning, calling some people back. So we had a had a really good show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They did, they do a good job putting that show on down there. Yeah, they really do. So. When um, when people came through. Uh, and, you, and you talk to people, kind of what was the uh, – are people interested in deer hunting? Are they looking forward to football season? Is it – A little bit of – like I said, when I first – I mean, literally, I mean, it is that time. I mean, yeah. everybody's – I think everybody's tired of 100-degree weather. They're <laughs> tired – you know, everybody's ready to kind of get back some norm. Let's get some yeah. ball weather, watch some football, you know, get out there in the – get in the woods and plant a little bit. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but um, – yeah, but yeah, we had a, lots of folks came by the booth. I mean, we had no-till drills out there, which we got a couple out there. I mean, people were 
Yeah, I heard you mention that. drill. Yeah. When you were talking yesterday, you mentioned drills. That, that, so what is that? So it, it's uh, no-till drill. We, we, we rent those. We have a Land Pride, and then we have a, another brand. It's a three-point hitch brand that we started carrying a few weeks ago that's a little bit cheaper than the, than the Land Pride. Uh, in Great Plains, but basically what a drill is, you'll, you know, instead of traditional going out and spraying and disking and, and then coming behind it planting, it's kind of an all-in-one type thing. So okay. you're, you you really could, you could spray or cut and you have your seed hopper. So the seed drops in the ground. So it cuts a slit in the dirt and okay. the seed drops in, and then it covers it. So you're getting more surface ground contact and you're not having to, to disc or erode the ground any. Okay. Right. So it's a little cleaner, you know, and it's it's one pass, so you're getting you're 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 not So it does it all in one you're, pass. Right. You're not tearing up the ground and getting all the moisture out to where you'll have a little bit better germination rate. So uh a lot more folks are doing it that way because it's, it's 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 more efficient. More efficient. So, oh, absolutely. I guess time efficient. Absolutely. You're not having to come back and disc and and tear your ground up and and, and really with the main well, thing is your moisture because I mean the seed has to okay. have good ground contact. And you have to have moisture content in the soil for it to grow. And you know as well as I do. I mean we may. I mean heck, October it may not rain any. It may you know. Not. So I mean once you open up that ground, you're letting that moisture up. So yeah. you're trying to keep the moisture in the ground so you can actually have a germ right there. So we we flew home from New York on Saturday. Um, flew into Memphis, drove home to Tupelo, got home, and I noticed we, we'd obviously been without rain for a, a good period of time there in Tupelo, a few days, enough so that with the temperatures, the yard started getting just a little bit of brown. A little, little tinge of brown. A little tinge yeah, of brown, right. a little crunchy. So I thought, okay, yep. I'm going to run the sprinkler. I began that process, running the sprinkler in the backyard where we've got some good grass, you know, That's on right. Saturday yep. night. Yep. Guess what it did Sunday morning? Rain. Rain. <laughs> It sure did. That's it. I, I thought, man, is this not perfect? If you if you want it to rain, wash your car or run your sprinkler. You know, and that's how to do it. But we, we need it because, you know, I remember, Jonathan, I guess it was that way throughout most of Mississippi. But, you know, last year, summer of 22, is when it got so dry for so long that the ground got hard. Oh, I mean, terrible. we were in bad need of some rain. Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess we haven't quite gotten to that point this year, I don't think. It's been okay. I mean, we had, of course, we had a lot of rain, uh, you know, early in the summer and, and here the last few weeks, of course, it's been hot. You know, I mean, of course, we get that we get that anyway, and uh, hopefully we'll get a few afternoon showers to, to keep things going, keep yeah. it green. So, right. Yeah. Somebody said here to keep your, let's see, blind squirrel sports. He may be our lawn expert as far as we know. I don't know. Oh, there we go. What's he got? He says to keep your lawn as healthy as possible. How often sh- should you change the pattern in which you cut your grass? Ooh, are you one good. of those? Do, are you one of those that you oh, like my. to mow it in that really nice diagonal? No, I, wrote, I mow mine just in circles. <laughs> just two big circles. That's it. People that kick fly the grass to, out. People that fly to Jackson Airport. They go over Madison. They see one yard it's down. Big like circle. Big crop. Have you big, seen the, the the YouTube video that the guy's got the string and the yes. push mower and they just it just goes? I with, have seen it. It's kind of what I do. Well, it makes it's me want to try it. Yeah. There's two. Okay, that thing. He's got his push mower on a string and it's just slowly yeah. spiraling his yard without you know hands off. The other one I want to try is the guy on youtube who got a fishing rod okay and it's somehow attached like a, a a toy you know baseball softball or something on the end of it sat in a chair and his son's taking bp and pack he hits you sent it. me that video yeah I think. and the guy yeah. lets go of the line and it. you know goes down the road and then he just reels it back in and hit it again like i said i'm just not that smart i can't figure <laughs> that out limited well, matt i'm limited what I, do you well, do you know to your credit it probably means you're just not lazy yeah I look at those and I go, how lazy does somebody have to be to, number one, think of that. Number two, try to do it, go through all the effort to do it just to be lazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, here's an idea. 
Throw BP to your kid and go pick up the baseball. How about that? I just got to get a lot of baseballs. I mean, you. Problem is mine. They never pick them up. Is anybody else like that? They never pick them up. Yes. You buy all these, and they just sit in the yard. And then you go to cut it, and you got all these baseballs, and then you don't want to get off the line more. So yeah, you end up shooting shooting baseballs out the side of you, which is not good. That's not healthy for your lawnmower (laughs) at all. That's not good for your spindles or your belts. So we see a lot of that in here. Here's another thing. So don't uh, do that uh, regarding the baseballs. You know, generations being different. I don't have a son, so I'm not involved in youth baseball. So I don't know the answer to this. Is it still the way it was when we were kids in that the balls you had that you played with in the neighborhood or that you went and you took with you or that you saved up or in a bucket, they were brown. They were coming apart at the seams, you know, and soft and everything. And then you finally get to roll out there for that first ball game and they got that new pearl, the new ball that comes in. Every, every kid looked at it like, oh, look at this. It's a brand <laughs> new ball. There. Yeah. <laughs> do, do kids still do that, or are new, clean, pearl baseballs more common than they used to be? No, I mean, I know McMillan kids. I mean, my kid, we play with – the ones we use are dirty and nasty, and they probably weigh about 10 pounds because they've been sitting out in the water and if you and rain. Look, if you look real close, it's yeah, I'm probably going to throw that, my kid's arm out when he's throwing it. It's a ball it that you signed pounds. when you were 12 when you Pro- hit a home run. Very possibly. Jonathan McMillan, yeah, that, home run. That one home run I hit that one time <laughs> back in – Back in third grade, that's yeah. it. Yeah. One time, I just wondered. <laughs> I just wondered. Uh, let me look here. Implement discounts. Yep. Woods Bush Hog Land Product twenty percent off box blades, cutters, tillers, discs, grapples. So th- this is a time starting what beginning of August. So tomorrow or no now? now? Yeah, we've been we 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 actually had a surplus of implements come in, so we didn't have you know our, we were so limited on our inventory for you know the better part of two years, and we finally had. A lot of stuff hit all at the same time, so we're loaded down. So we we said, look, let's 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 put some let's put some yeah. good prices on some different things. So we've got up to twenty percent off. Uh, that's Woods Bush Hog or Land Pride. You know, we've got box blades, cutters, tillers, discs, grapples. Oh uh, you know, whatever you guys need on the you know back you of know, the tractor, we've got. You so, mentioned the uh, drill that you rent those. We do. We probably don't remind people enough that. You know, they might not necessarily need to buy, but they could rent yeah, for, I got for that, a job. Yeah, absolutely. Davini rent. So, yeah, if you uh, you guys, tractors, excavators, skid steers, trenchers, um, all of the above, we rent. We rent daily, weekly, monthly. Okay. Um, and then coming up for this deer season, you know, if you, of course, we'd love you to come buy our tractor packages and take a look at that, what you need for your for your food plots. But, you know, if you're only using it one time a year, why do I need to buy that? Let me come right. in and rent. So we rent everything. Uh, that you would need at your deer camp from a tractor and a cutter if you need to get your get your grass clipped, hadn't you know cut it all year, or discs, spreaders, tillers. When you get ready to plant, we have all of that here. All so, of that here, yeah, and experts to help and that sort of thing too. Oh, by the way, if you're tuning in, there's some pizza here. We, yeah, I, for now. Let's, well, not I, a little bit. You and I finished off one there pretty quickly. I think. I it was that little, you know, dominant. It's the, it's the thin can crust. I say, it's oh, the man. thin crust. It's, it, it's you so can good. eat that. Like, it's so bad. I'll start eating one and I'll eat up a whole large and then it, I, I kind of feel bad about myself. I'll take that thin crust pizza and like fold it up uh, and then it's, I can eat it really quick then. Once somebody at the gym said that was okay to eat the little thin <laughs> crust, it's supposed to, as long as you got like a vegetable or two on top of it. It's, it's Whatever good. you got to taste. Yeah, it's good. You know, I'm, I do that. It's good. It's thin crust. It's healthy. That's what, <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> But there's more of that. We got some more of this Jonathan McMillan for House District 58 bottled water over there, nice and cold. So if you're burning up hot, come on in here and drink some cold water with. Hey, speaking of, how's that? Uh, how's that going? Campaign? Yeah. Well, we have eight on doors. And- eight days. So eight days. So yeah, we we man, this is 
you know, I've never run for office before. It has been uh, an experience, but it's been a great experience. I mean, I've gotten to get out and meet a ton of folks, talk about issues, problems. I mean, that's kind of what we do here every day anyway, but just this is going to open me up for to deal with more issues yeah. out there in the community. I think we just got to get back to just real folks serving their community for the right reasons. That's what I'm trying to do. So it's uh, it's it's been it's been positive. It's been a ton of support out there, man. I, I can't I can't thank folks enough, man. I'm yeah. just really blessed. That's so, great. Sure. That's great. See, I was see you see that guy in boots and a Davini hat uh, knocking on doors. It's probably Jonathan. I did have to go the other day. I was literally it was like I I left the store. I couldn't get out. Of it. it was like five thirty or six. So when I left here and then I went straight out knocking. So I literally had my had my uh, boots and blue jeans on, and they, I think they thought I was crazy coming yeah. in there with boots and blue jeans. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm really working the boat this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really working for it. So. Yeah. Well, um, my challenge to you is when you are elected uh, and you go to the Capitol, wear the same boots. Well, I, this is what I usually I wear how, every day. That's I wonder how I'm many. I probably will. <laughs> I wonder how many representatives and senators walk up in the Capitol with boots on. Well, I tell you what, I just saw Mr. Lynn Posey. He's our commissioner, Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and I, I think he's got a pair of boots he's got on a right pair there. Of boots on. So there you go. You know who else he brought There's with nothing him? Nothing wrong wearing some boots. You know who he brought with him? Who'd you bring? Larry Pugh, Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, fisheries biologist extraordinaire. There we go. You, you might need to take it. He's sitting on a. A Toro Red Max right now. More. Do we need to put our hooks in him? Do we need to put our hooks in him right now? Look, Larry said he's in. He's shaking. Like, I like that. We're just getting started with you today on this Monday from Divinity Live. Come on out and see us. We'll be right back after this. Whether it's about winning the game or even losing the game, you're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Mobile version. We packed it up, put it in a suitcase, brought it here to Divinity Equipment on Highway 51 in Madison, set it all back up, and here we are, flapping our gums on the radio with you on a Monday. And I'm joined by Mr. Lynn Posey, the Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Mr. Posey, happy Monday to you. How you doing? It, it is a Monday, Matt. <laughs> it is a Monday. And hopefully I don't have those headphones too loud. I don't want to burst any ear down. Down a little bit. Down just a little bit. Is that a little better right there? A little more, a little more? Uh, that's, that should be good right there. Okay, good, good. Well, um, I, yeah, it's a great for me to get a chance to, to meet you. Of course, I, I know who you are and so many others do. Um, what I, I guess maybe a little over a year, year and a half now as the executive director at MDWFP. Is that right? I uh, went on uh, as a deputy director for a while and been close to a year now as far as the uh, director Executive director. Yeah, sure. How about it so far? I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, kind of asked for the job and was fortunate to get it and uh, got a lot of work left to do, and that's what we're working on these days. So in in terms of, um, you know, workload and kind of the job and, you know, 
I mean, it's just a massive part of our state government that that you're now sort of overseeing. How, how do you summarize what it's like to be in that position, what day-to-day is like for you? Well, it's a lot of moving parts up there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we feel feel good about what we're doing there. And, uh, of course, we're out to serve the sportsmen's men and women of the state of Mississippi and try to do the best job we can with managing the wildlife and, and, and making our parks better and just a lot of things. It's a variety of things that we do and uh, affects a lot of people. You know, we touch someone in all 82 counties across this state. So. Sure, no doubt about it. Jonathan and I were talking a minute ago, you know, hot as all get out outside. It's July 31st, but it's fixing to be August. It's something about like when we step over into August, we start thinking about deer hunting. We start think, start thinking about shooting doves and everything. So, I mean, does it does it feel that way too from the agency side? Like we're really close. It does. Uh, we're getting there. You know, uh, we've had the just had the expo finished up this expo this weekend, and uh, everybody was there. We got to visit with a number of people, and they were yeah. there. You know, looking over all the hunting and fishing stuff and the and equipment source. Of course, uh, Jonathan and his crew were there with uh, yeah. with their equipment and all, but. Uh, yeah, when the expo uh, gets ready to go, uh, it's you know it's starting to be hunting season. We've got several seasons rolling around: dove, alligator. Got the new velvet season, or practically new velvet season, uh, open this year. And uh, yeah, so we're it's uh, it's this month. It's here. Tell me about the new velvet season. Uh, well, uh, last year, this year it'll be between uh, September fifteenth through seventeenth, and. Okay. Uh, it's you know awful hot. If you like hot weather and bow hunting, you you should have a good time because. Yeah. Uh, but we have numbered deer killed last year, and uh, of course you can pattern deer real easy this time of year, and uh, and it's uh, got to be a, a thing kind of across the nation that uh, folks would like to try to kill a deer in velvet, and we uh, were able to work with our commission and the legislature and uh, get uh, this new antler season, uh, velvet season passed, and uh, folks are really enjoying it. What? Uh, how did that come about? You said there's a lot of people around the country also that like to do that. Well, other states have started doing it. Uh, you know, opening the season just a little bit early because you got a, got a certain time frame and you can catch the deer while they're still in velvet, and they shed it real quick. And uh, that's the time frame we thought would be best. It's about the middle of September, and of course the regular bow season opens October the first. But uh, to get one in velvet, you got to get a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and put up with the heat. We know it is. And put up with the heat and the mosquitoes and everything <laughs> else that goes with bow hunting. Yeah, that's right. You know, and I guess that's it. It's just part of it, isn't it? It is. You know? And and those of us who are adamant or diehard, uh, we're itching to get out there. Yeah, yeah. we got a lot of those here in Mississippi, too. For sure. No doubt about it. Lynn Posey is the executive director of uh, Wildlife Fisheries and Parks, Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks uh, here in the state. Um <clears throat> You mentioned the alligator program too. It's like any time that comes up, we talk about. It. I know, like comparatively, the sh- the season for that's pretty short, right? It is. I think uh, this year it's going to run from like maybe I think it's August twenty fifth. Of course, all the the um, uh, permits have been drawn and people are gearing up for it and start opens the twenty fifth. And I think it runs through the. I don't know. Uh, first part of August there it doesn't okay. go doesn't go long. You got about two weekends involved in it there that you can get out there if you got the permit to so go. End of August, first of September. Or? It, it is twenty okay. fifth of August through sometime first part of September. First there. part of September. How does that? How's the decision made on like how long that season will last? You know, open for alligator and like how do you come about those decisions? Uh well, uh, our our biologists there at the department. Uh, um, you know, try to make those decisions. Most everything we do there at the department is driven by the biology. I want to make sure we get it right. But 
Uh, there's some really knowledgeable people there. Uh, Ricky Flynn handled our alligator program for a number of years, and Andrew Arnett handles it, and uh, they both do, do a good job with the program. When someone who maybe is unfamiliar, or you, you know, or maybe you meet someone and they find out, you know, you're over the uh, Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, if the very basic question comes up, and they say, "Well, what do you do? Like, what's the purpose of wildlife, fisheries, and parks?" How, how do you summarize that in one answer? Well, you know, I think a lot of it is, is goes to just trying to manage the resources for our future generations. That's a big part of my philosophy. You know, we want to keep this thing. We've all had our opportunity to do our hunting and fishing, but we've got a new generation of hunters and fishermen coming on, and we want to preserve the natural resource. The natural resource we have in the state of Mississippi, we're blessed to have what we have. It's probably the one of the best, if not the best, uh, natural resources anywhere in the, in the United States. We, we're really blessed here with that. We want to preserve that for future generations. Sure. You know, I, here it is, you know, hot. It's going to get up to 100. It's the end of July, and I was driving this morning early on the Natchez Trace from my home in Tupelo coming south down here to Madison, and I saw a turkey. And I, th- I had just come back from a vacation with my family. Well, not really vacation. We had a reason to go, but to New York. We spent last week in, in New York City. I mean, right in, there in Times Square and everything. And it felt so good to be on that wide-open Natchez Trace. I didn't see very many cars. It was 8 a.m. I saw a turkey. I saw a deer. And I thought, man, I felt like I could breathe. We, we sometimes forget how lucky we are here, don't we? We do. We take a lot of, a lot of our natural resources for granted. And, uh, you know, uh, when you have as much as we do, that's easy to do. But yet at the same time, you got to take a little time to appreciate what you have. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, what's, uh, you think, um, on the agenda looking forward, you know, over the next few years and everything for the department and things that uh, you all are working on that, that maybe our audience could know about? Well, one of the big programs we're working on now, and let me just take a minute to say thank the legislature, the governor, lieutenant governor, and the Senate and House for giving us the uh, money to work on it, uh, but for years uh, we haven't been able to fund our res- our parks like we like we felt like we should. But when they got an opportunity to do it, they've given us some money to to work on the parks, and we're right in the middle of a revitalization of all our parks. We have 25 of them in the state, and we had five of them in the first round uh, that we were doing, and they're going to be. We hope to go through them from top to bottom, infrastructure, the whole nine yards, to uh, really make them uh, things that the folks from the state of Mississippi can be proud of. Right. There's one right up there where I live, Elvis Presley State Elvis Park. Presley. I guess it's right at, sort of in the middle of the process right now. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot of them uh, uh, we've started on, and some of them we're getting close to finishing. But uh, here over the next probably five years, it'll take at least that long to go through some of them. And, uh just might mention this that three of our parks uh because of uh, the infrastructure is so massive in those parks that on september the 5th paul b johnson uh let's see percy quinn and one more and i'll have to get that name here in a minute uh we're gonna have to close those to most everything except they use uh for about a year to to really okay. do the camp pads, the cabins, the infrastructure, and the infrastructure is why we actually having to close the parks to everything but day use. Okay. And and on those two you mentioned, and then one more, and we'll get the name, um, that's beginning of September, and so I'll run through basically this time yeah. next year. Buccaneer's the third park. Buccaneer? Yeah. Okay, so tell me again. Buccaneer, uh, O'Quinn? No, 
Percy Quinn. Percy Quinn. And Paul B. And Paul B. Okay. Paul B. Johnson down right. at Hattiesburg. And Hattiesburg. Okay. They'll close it on the 5th, and they'll be closed just like say, everything, but pretty much a day use until uh, probably for about a year. Okay. Okay. And it's necessary. I think people understand that. But they do. Uh, folks are really, really excited to get the parks back the way they want them to be, and that's what we're trying, that's what we're trying to get them for them. Great. That's great. Well, uh, you know, I appreciate you for coming and spending some time with me. It's good to meet you face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Uh, I've seen your name, read your quotes, all that. It's nice to meet face-to-face. And I also appreciate you bringing along uh, Larry Pugh with you. I've known Larry for a long time. And uh, anytime I, I need to fill some time on the radio and I can get Larry talking about fishing, we can go and go and go. I'm sure you've noticed that, he, too. He'll, he'll, he'll take up the time for you. <laughs> he certainly will. And he knows what he's talking about. He certainly does. He certainly does. As evidenced by these pictures he'll send me every now and then of him posing, holding the big old bass, you know, and he'll, or he'll have somebody with him, you know, taking that picture. And I mess with him. I say, you know, it's always somebody else taking that picture. It's never me. You never have me there taking that <laughs> But maybe he's going to take me fishing one of these yeah, days. Maybe you can get him out there. But you notice he's taken so many, he's learned how to hand, hand them, stick them way out in front of him there where to get to <laughs> manage the size The there. perspective, yeah. Like the closer I can get this two-pounder to the camera, the more like a four-pounder. A, tr- a true fisherman. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Posey, thank you so much. Thank it's you, really, really good to see you. Enjoyed it. Yep, enjoyed that. That's Lynn Posey. He's the executive director of Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Back with you in moments at Divinity Equipment, live here on Highway 51 in Madison. Y'all stick around. Monday, it sure is good to be back uh, to what kind of feels normal, back in Mississippi, also back two hours on the radio with you as opposed to one hour, and talking to folks, including not just about football, but also about a little outdoors, a little hunting, a little fishing, talking mm-hmm. with Jonathan about tractors and mowers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so really appreciate y'all tuning in here with us today on this Monday, live from Divinity Equipment on Highway 51 in Madison, now sitting here. With my friend Larry Pugh, he is a wildlife fisheries biologist, well, fisheries biologist with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, deputy director. Y'all have been on the radio, uh, on the radio here on the show before. Larry, how right. you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's good I always to talk look, to you. I always look forward to uh, coming on and talking a little fishing with you. Yes, sir. Well, if you are fishing these days, you are one dedicated rascal. I know that much because it's warm. Yeah. It's warm out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, it started, what, about a month ago? We started looking at 100, 120-degree heat indices, yeah. and we started seeing water temps 90, 91. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that makes for some tough conditions. Now, I know, you know, a lot of folks have been going, having yeah. some success, but I haven't had the desire. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it may be 90 under that surface of that water yeah but it's about it means it's about 107 up there on the deck of that boat so it's tough i mean you know we talk about boater safety but this time of year it stay hydrated sure you know sunscreen, sure. sunscreen. all those things 
Um, you know, I did have a chance a few weeks back to get out and do some crappie fishing on uh, Sardis and thoroughly enjoyed that and uh, was was able to see that there were quite a few others doing the same thing. <laughs> um, so there's still people fishing. You know, I, I ran into saw a guy on the lake Friday. Uh, with my wife and I were doing a little boat riding, and, you know, he had the, the umbrellas on the front. And, you know, I was thinking, you know, that m- I might be there one day, you know, sitting on the front of the boat with those, that big umbrella up. Yeah. Always got some shade. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I'm curious about this, and, and this may be something you kind of educate a novice like me. Mm-hmm. Small bodies of water. Mm-hmm. I used to hear people use the term turned over. Yeah. Yep. All right, the pond turned over. It's going to turn over. All right, what does that even mean? Well, in our part of the state, very little. Okay. Um, you know, for a lake or a pond to turn over, first, first of all, it's got to, it's got to form layers. It's okay. got to stratify, and and that happens and during to, the heat. But it's also got to be deep enough to stratify. Okay. So that's why we tell pond owners, don't build a pond deeper than ten feet. We don't want it to stratify. Uh-huh. Anything twenty foot deeper probably is going to stratify this time of year. And what happens is that cold or cooler anoxic water no oxygen is at the bottom and when we say it turns over it could be a brief wind um in the fall and it causes those layers to mix and it takes oxygen out of the water and you have a fish kill now most people in ponds i just got off the phone with a guy we both know that he called me about a, a problem he may be having with his pond um what we have is plankton form dense blooms microscopic organisms and uh, what happens is, you know, if you get a sudden die-off, it takes oxygen out of the water. And people say, well, my pond turned over. No, you had a plankton die-off is what you had, okay. is what you had. So there's a difference. It's got to be deep enough to, to stratify, to turn over. But most of the ponds I've seen over my 25-plus years have been uh, algae or plankton die-offs. Okay. Okay. So, um, again, another novice. I'll follow one sure. novice question up with yeah. another one. So let's say there is a pond that is deep enough mm-hmm. to turn over, and it has done that. Okay. Is the fish kill the sign that I see that that happened, or are there other signs that that has gone on? Typically what you see when a pond has turned over or is, it is turning over, the fish will be at the surface. Okay. And, it, and they'll be what we call piping. The little mouse will be at the surface because the last little bit of oxygen in that pond is what we call at the air-water interface, where, where the two meet. And that's where the last little bit of oxygen will be. And if you see that situation, you know there's no oxygen and you're fixing to have a fish kill. Yeah. Um, now, a fish kill from oxygen oxygen depletion typically doesn't wipe out. It's not catastrophic. Okay. All right. A lot of the larger fish can seek areas of refuge, so there will be areas in, the po- in a pond that will still have places they can escape, and the pond typically will end up being fine. Okay. And one more. Sure. When I see those big grass carp up on the surface this time of year, that's just what they do. Yeah, yeah, they're they're probably starving. Try, you know, they've they've become efficient at their job, yeah. and they're trying to get uh, any little bit of vegetation they can. I've actually seen grass carp at a at a golf course um, eating the clippings yeah. from the mower. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when grass carp get you know, I'm gonna say over 15 or 20 pounds, they've outlived their usefulness, and you need to take the opportunity to remove those if you get the chance. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners, he's out in Arizona now, Ooh. Flagstaff, Jason, but he's from Tishomingo County. No. And he told he tells a story about on his prom night, Yeah, uh, he was wearing a white tuxedo, 
and they got bored. I think, Jason, you'll have to correct me if I'm telling it wrong, but they got bored or something and went and and bowfished yeah. in his white prom tux. That, that was his prom <laughs> memory. <laughs> yeah, we see that a lot. Uh, it's becoming more and more popular. Um, so there's there, there's a lot of folks in the Delta and our part of the world that get out there and do a lot of bow fishing for rough fish. Is that the same as a normal fishing license? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. And, um, you know, there's only a, a list of what we call rough fish, non-game fish that you can shoot, your carp, buffalo, shad, catfish, yeah. um, that are legal to shoot, grass carp. And uh, uh, starting to see more and more of it. Yeah. You know, I've had the opportunity to do it a couple of times. It was a lot of fun. It's just... We were out till one or two in the morning, and I just didn't really care that much about doing that. And <laughs> the some, bug, the bugs. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. At some point, it's bedtime. I mean, at yeah. some point, yeah. the older we get, Larry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. Now, and I've, I hadn't done it, but I've done just enough playing around in the water to think, all right, I think I'm shooting that arrow from that bow at a certain angle here. But yeah. when it gets in that water, it's going to deflect one way or the other, isn't it? It if, is. If, it's not, if it has to travel too far. I can't remember if it's refraction or what. <laughs> you know, the guy I went with was a professional. He, he bow fished professionally, and he was trying to teach me how to aim, and that's been so long ago. Yeah. I think you have to aim a lot under it. Okay. Instead of aiming right at the fish because of where you see the fish in refraction, you have to aim a good bit under uh-huh. it. But it wasn't as easy as it, as it looked, I can tell you that. Here's a question from Blind Squirrel Sports. He's like on the, he's on the all name team. He says, "How much does a fishing license cost in the state of Mississippi?" Ten dollars, uh, best deal out there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know that's just going to be fishing and small game. Um, there's probably an agency there. I can't like eleven eighty five might be the total, but it's good from the 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 a year from the date you purchase it. Yeah. And then you'd step up, and your next one to be an all game hunting and fishing license. I think it's twenty five plus. And then I prefer the sportsman's license. I don't hunt much, but um, I just like the convenience of having that credit card look. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, you know, now 50. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, you know, you can go, if you're just fishing, get your $10, $11.85, you can fish the whole year. The whole year. It doesn't cost much at all. Right. I did that, mine online this most recent time, and uh, I opted in on the magazine, too. I was Good. glad I did that. Yeah. Uh, because it shows up and I've got something to read, you know, yeah. and, um, yeah, it, and honestly, I'm just old fashioned enough that every now and then I want to do something to read other than flipping, my, flipping my, on my phone. phone. Yeah. You, I wanna, you want a, something you can put your fingers on. Yeah. yeah. And the photography yeah. and the pictures, and yeah. stuff, it's a great publication. We're constantly changing that layout, Matt. And our, our, our communications, public relations folks, uh, marketing folks are doing a great job of changing the look of that, changing the type of material we have. And I've uh, been pretty proud of the response we got from the people, what they want to see in that magazine. That's great. I got a message here, Larry, from someone in Vicksburg that would like to say hello to you. Her name is Debbie Freeman. <laughs> she just oh, happens to be man. my mother-in-law. She yeah. texted, hey, Larry, with three heart emojis. Oh, yeah. goodness. So, Well, uh, Debbie and I go way back. You do, and, don't you? Uh, yeah. Probably, I'd guess, 1983, 82. That's not that long ago. Uh, so I've, <laughs> I know Winky and uh, Debbie have known them forever, as, as I do your your wife and her sister. So yeah. uh, great folks, great folks. Well, thank you. I think so, too. I get to go spend the night with uh, Winky and Debbie tonight. Okay. I think, I think we're, we're ha- I don't know. They're going to take you out to eat? We're going somewhere. She oh. didn't, I don't know where, but we're going somewhere. Okay. Annabeth did tell me that it was somewhere I had not been, so I'm That's really looking good. forward to it. There yeah. aren't many places in Vicksburg I hadn't eaten some food at some point. Well, it's changed a lot since I left, but uh, yeah. uh, I'm sure that, that Winky will be uh, 
have something picked out and have a good surprise for you. I hope so. I hope so. Um, he will. You know, Winky's a pretty good cook, too. Is he? Yeah. Never had that opportunity. He's a pretty good cook. Uh, played a lot of softball with him. Yeah. Uh, but uh, never never got to see how good of a cook he was. Now, they tell some softball stories. One, of, the, one of these days, you're gonna, you may know yeah. it, but you'll need, if you don't, get them, Winky and Debbie, to tell you the story about one day he was pitching on the softball team. Mm-hmm. And he turned and yelled at Debbie, who was in the stands complaining yeah. and sort of saying, come on, said, shut up and go over there. I may be familiar with that story. <laughs> I didn't know that was public knowledge. <laughs> I think he had had enough. Yeah. We'll have to. There was a, we could share some more Winky, uh, Winky Freeman softball stories, well, I can tell you that. I will tell you, it, it's, it's perfectly ironic. Uh, how many crazy stories happen at church softball events, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the record. Oh, that's well, funny. Great well, folks. Hopefully, I know it won't be this week, and it won't be over the next couple of weeks, but hopefully it's going to cool off at some point, be nice, and give us a little tease of fall, and we can hit the water and, and look forward to cooler days on the water, Larry. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt, I'd, I'd love for you and I to go, and, and, and we've got a, a lake about 30 minutes south of Tupelo in Monroe County. It's been closed ever since the tornado came through. And um, I, we're going to try to reopen that September 1st to the public. Monroe County Lake? Lake, Lake Monroe. Okay. And uh, maybe we can meet down there one evening or, you know, one morning, maybe after the show or something yes. um, when it starts cooling off. Because I love, I love fishing Lake Monroe. It's got some awesome bass fishing, some good crappie fishing. So maybe we'll get, get down there and yep. give it a try. Blast from the past. The only time I've ever been on that lake was with you doing a news story 20 years ago, shocking up fish. It's the only time I've ever been on that lake. I can't remember. I don't even remember that, Matt. (laughs) Well.